RDB. My name is Brenton, and I'm joined as always by Danielle. That's me. Thanks for joining us as we count up the IMDb's best movies of all time and discuss some of the greatest films you mightn't ever have seen. This week, rated as number 42 on the Internet Movie Database by millions of film lovers from around the world is City Lights. Released in 1931, starring Charlie Chaplin as the lead, City Lights is a silent comedy set in Los Angeles, California, I think it is. Uh, I know it was filmed there. Based on an original screenplay, City Lights is written, produced, starring, edited by, music by, and directed by Charlie Chaplin. That's a lot of work. Oh yeah, he put in a lot of work into his stuff. I didn't realize he was so, so involved. Yeah, I don't think that anyone who has really seen his work could ever really doubt, like, how extremely talented he is. Whether you like it or not, like, just the way he presents himself in a lot of the scenes, his comedic timing, his performances. And I didn't realize, I didn't realize he was so involved, like, I didn't realize he was directing and writing and editing, like, I didn't realize he was so involved. He did the same thing for Modern Times. So, this is the second Charlie Chaplin on the list that we've covered. Uh, the first one being Modern Times from 1936. It was the one that he made after City Lights. So if you want to hear us talk more about Chaplin, and we talk a lot about how you have to sort of watch these movies in context, mm. I'd highly recommend listening to that one because we we dive into this sort of silent movie genre, um, and this will just be building upon that. We're not going to be retreading that. I, I recommend listening to the Modern Times episode if you want to know more. So that... Yeah, that movie's rated at number 39 on the list, and this is 42, even though it's episode 53. So we skipped this one, and it messed up our numbers for quite a few months, uh, just pretty much just because we didn't want to do two Charlie Chaplin movies in a row. It's a particular feel. Like, it, would, was, it was more fun say, for us to just skip it, we'll do it later. And here we are. They're a bit trying, honestly. Yeah. Just because they are so out of context now. Yeah. Like, these movies are so cliched now, and it's hard. Like, you have to remember that when they came out, those cliches didn't exist. Those cliches now exist because of these movies. You know what I mean? Though, even knowing that, there's still some things where it's like, okay, that gag's not funny anymore. It was funny, like, the first two times, not the last three. Well, there's quite a few jokes that, that like, they did it once, and then they immediately did the same joke again. And it's like, maybe people thought that was funny to do it a second time and that's repetition but it's just like oh you just you just did that <laughs> well that's the thing right is that like there was a time where that was funny and it was when this movie was made yeah we have since well past the time where that has become tacky you know what i mean yeah so that's what i mean when i say they can be a bit trying well that's another thing that we spoke about on modern times how Charlie Chaplin was very influential to people like the Three Stooges and Monty Python, Mr. Bean. Like, the characters that came out from his influential work is kind of better, right? It's it's been improved upon and more modernized. So I really appreciate his work, but I like watching his, his successes better. There's no doubt how influential he was and how important his work was in the evolution of comedic film. 
absolutely no doubt, like 100% appreciate and understand that. That said, I don't like his movies. <laughs> I think if I'm in the right mindset for something goofy like that, I don't mind just sitting there just watching it. It kind of reminds me of watching old Bugs Bunny cartoons, yeah. just the kind of humor that it is. Because Bugs Bunny's basically cartoon slapstick, you know what I mean? That being said, I actually think, even though this is older than Modern Times, I think it aged better, because Modern Times was talking about the Great Depression, right? Mm. And it showed women in the workplace, it showed workplace health and safety standards, you know what I mean? Like, even to on a surface level in that movie. While this one, it doesn't really have that. It's sort of just set in 1930. It's not really trying to tell a story about it. And what it did show was uh, a blind woman. So you've got sort of this representation of disability. And there's also this African-American guy that he interacts with. And that wasn't really like a bad interaction. He was kind of just doing what this guy was doing. And Was it the boxer? He was talking to the boxer, yeah. And the boxer was using these sort of lucky charms before he went into a match. Uh, and Chaplin's character is just like, yeah, yeah, give me that. Let me rub that on my face as well. Um, so, like, the way I'm looking further into it, but I think the representations mm. have aged really quite nicely. I enjoyed this movie better than modern times. Yeah, there's nothing in it that sticks out like a sore thumb that, oh, that's the 30s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that wouldn't happen anymore. I, I think I asked this question in that episode, but, like, do you think it would have been controversial for someone like him to be so feminine? Because he is very, uh, just in his mannerisms yeah, and there his, was his facial whole, expressions and stuff. There's a whole sequence when he was, the other guy he was going to fight was getting ready in the dressing room before the boxing match. And he was, he was acting very gay. He was like checking him, him out and it made the other guy uncomfortable. <laughs> He's like, I'm yeah. going to go change over here now. And that was the joke. <laughs> I yeah. think, like, it's still funny. But it's funny for different reasons yeah. today. There's even the scene where he, after a late night bender, he wakes up in the bed with this other guy. And there's kind of yeah. an interesting interaction there. And I'm like, I wonder how that would have played in 1931. Because yeah, I'm just thinking, know. like, I don't know if a lot of movies would have shown scenes like that. But I think this was reasonably progressive. I think it would have been funny for different reasons. It's right. still funny it's the irony of waking up next to a man. <laughs> yeah, it. I think it's still funny today because, like, he's depicted as a straight man and he's doing something that normally straight men wouldn't do. And mm. so, like you say, the irony there is funny. But it's not necessarily funny because it's shocking. Like, I think back then, I think it was more pushing the envelope than it is today. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's why it was kind of received differently. Like, I think... I think he was making use of the shock factor as well. Maybe it was, it's funny because that's not how we're supposed to be acting. In a similar I sense so. to early clowns. Now, clowns in the mid-1800s when there were traveling shows, there was like traveling circuses and things, freak shows, um, they would laugh at the town drunk. And that's why they have baggy clothes. They have big red noses because they're alcoholics. You know, they're yeah. people to laugh at in society, and then they essentially became clowns, right? That's why clowns have red noses, because alcoholics do. So it's like, oh, this person's not me. This is not how you're supposed to act. Let's laugh at them. So maybe that was kind of what made him funny. It's because, oh, this guy's acting kind of gay. We're not supposed to be like... I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm not a film historian or anything, but uh, the way me just watching it, it didn't seem 
bad, and I kind of enjoyed it yeah. as a film. Well, like you said, it did age well in that the jokes are still funny, but they're not inappropriately funny. See, I don't know if I was in a sillier mood when I was watching this, but I found the comedy a lot funnier. Uh, even though it's essentially the same thing, right? Charlie Chaplin is playing the same character. Like we said in that episode, he played this character of the tramp, right? Even if you haven't seen mm-hmm. a Chaplin movie, you know the character. It's the little mustache. He's got his cane. He's wearing this this suit that's too small for him and his bowler hat. So they feel like a lot of similar things. We also watched a quick 20-minute movie from 1916 where he was playing the tramp, and it ver- plays very much the same. Mm. So you can see that these movies... They all sort of stream together. But I did enjoy it. I thought it was funnier than modern times. I think so, because the stuff... You do have to be in the right mood. (laughs) The stuff in modern times was very theatrical. He was dancing and singing and skating around and stuff, yeah. Well, and the set design, like the factory and the department store, like they were making use of the set, like you said, because I think they were using it to tell a story. And it was, that was just a bit over the top for me. Yep. I'm just like, okay, I'm seeing a guy getting sucked out of a machine. Yeah. It's too goofy. Yeah. It was. That's kind of, that's kind of what it was, is it was too goofy. Mm. This one was a little bit better. Though, like I said, I kind of have ascertained that Charlie Chaplin movies and classical slapstick comedy are not my cup of tea. You always say to me, you're like, laugh, damn it, laugh. Like, I don't. That's for modern comedy, though. Well, but that's what I'm saying is that I don't laugh at the best of times, like at right. the times when I should. So I'm definitely not going to find yeah. something so over the top. I like really black humor or like ridiculous wit, like Monty Python, you know? Yeah. Or Tarantino, like dialogue-based okay. jokes. Yeah. That's what it's I It's subtle like. humor. Yes. Rather than look at me, I'm funny. Yes. Yeah. We've said before, comedies are very hard to do well. Oh, yeah. And it is the comedy elements of dramas that I find funnier than straight-up comedies. Because I feel like straight-up comedies often just try too hard. Yeah. Because that's not how anything would actually happen. Yeah, it kind of needs to be a mixture of genres for it to be really funny. The funniest stand-up comics, I find, are the ones who take, like, an everyday occurrence and point out what's funny about it. Yeah. As opposed to, like, trying to make a funny joke, you know? Yeah. It's like they take something that actually happened and they pull the humor out of it as opposed to, like, trying to come up with something novel. So, yeah, I think that's why I'm not particularly fond of Charlie Chaplin's movies. However, like I said, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind as to why he was so influential. Yeah. Yeah. So, let me just clarify what actually happens is not a lot because it's only an hour and 20 long movie Mm. it only just meets feature length because i'm trying to think how long a reel was there was always a multiple of how many minutes you got onto a reel um so he meets this blind flower girl and then he goes on and meets this like very rich millionaire alcoholic guy who he parties with and he shows him around town and he goes to all these parties and these restaurants and stuff who only remembers him when he's drunk. Yeah, I only remembers he when he's up, he's drunk. like, who are you? Get out of my house. And then he just, like, casually gives him a Rolls Royce. Like, holy shit, this guy is wealthy. Mm. And then uh, he wants to help the blind girl get surgery to fix her eyes. So he needs to get money to pay for her rent and her eye surgery. So he tries to go back to the rich guy. The rich guy doesn't remember him when he's sober. Hijinks ensue. 
and essentially he gets into a boxing match because he's trying to like win this purse. he's trying to win money it's a pretty big payout and then there's like a funny boxing match which he doesn't win by the way like it's only in there just for some comedic jokes uh and in the end he basically just goes and sees the the millionaire guy when he is drunk gives him some money goes and gives it to her he gets wrapped up with the police because they thought that they, he stole the money off the rich guy and he goes so to he jail goes to for jail. six months or so. It was closer to a year. It was closer to a year? Because he went in in January and he got out in the autumn, like October. Right. But I think it's kind of all a bit of setup for the ending. Yeah. Because this is seen as one of the greatest endings in cinema. Or at least it was for a very long time. Decades. And I really appreciated the ending. I will say that. Because it wasn't comedic. It wasn't just like, here's the joke, have a bow, there you go, the end. Yeah. It was kind of had some heart behind it. Because he hadn't seen this blind woman for nearly a year. She had never seen him, because she had only had the surgery. And it was kind of just this interaction between the two. Um, And it was really quite sweet. And I, I liked it. Yeah, she had thought, based on the interaction she did have with him, she had thought he was very wealthy. And when she sees him, he's just got out of prison, and the newspaper boys are throwing rocks or something at him because he's dressed in tattered clothes. And so this interaction, it was the sweetest thing, where she recognizes him as soon as she touches him. And he's like, so you can see now? And she says, yes, now I, I see now. You know, like, she sees just how sweet he was because he didn't actually have anything and he cared about her enough to help her the way that he did. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a very... It warmed my heart. That was my favorite part of the movie. And I think that's the payoff. I don't know if this would be one of the classics if it didn't have as as great of an ending as it does. Yeah. Like, just the fact that he doesn't have a lot of money... And yet he managed to pay for her eye surgery and her yeah. rent, which was a lot of money back then. Like he went out of his way to help her because he cared about her and he liked her. Yeah. And just very nice, very nice feel good ending. Yeah. I'm just trying to think how did how did modern times end? Um, he eventually gets because he he had a girlfriend basically. Who was his yeah. real life wife in reality? Uh, mm-hmm. She was in a lot of his productions, and they basically just walk off into the sunset. They walk down this road, okay. and that's the end of the movie. It wasn't as sweet as this one. Yeah, yeah. And that was the last time he ever played the tramp. So this is the second last time he ever played this character, and then he went on to do other stuff, which was amazing because he played this character for like thirty years, and it's what he's known for. I'd imagine it feel like losing a part of yourself. Yeah, and we speculated that maybe he did that because of the beginning of World War Two, and he couldn't continue to look like Hitler because he's got that little mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not sure why he retired that character after so long, but but you said he went on to play Hitler. Yeah, his very next movie after Modern Times was a movie from 1940, which is actually coming up on the list, which might be a few months before we get to it. But, um, yeah, he plays Hitler. So I imagine it's kind of just like this war propaganda kind of movie. I don't know. I just am curious to see if it's like a tramp spin on Hitler. I don't know. I don't know. It's called The Dictator. I'd imagine he'd take his likeness and run with it. Yeah. You know? 
I just don't think he could get away with that look after World War Two. He could if you're making fun of him. Uh, yeah, and that's probably what Dictator is. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see. We have been Danielle and Brenton this week. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on all the socials. We're most active on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook, comment on SoundCloud or YouTube, or support us on Patreon. And until next time, thanks for listening. Wait a minute. Mm. This one was called City Lights? Yep. That doesn't even make sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know why it was called City Lights. Weird. Why do you think it was called that? Maybe because he was going out on the town all the time? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense. <laughs>